and welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Designers, Howls is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. Howls Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore Howls Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. Hi, and thanks for joining the podcast. Today, we are broadcasting a conversation between myself, about 40 interior designers, and the multifaceted Michelle Smith Boyd of Smith Boyd Interiors based in Atlanta. Michelle started Smith Boyd Interiors on his own in 2006, and now presides over an eight-person boutique firm specializing in luxury residential and commercial projects. Beyond creating seductive and personally tailored spaces, Michelle also designs product. He is one of Left Bank Art's celebrated designer artists, and his collection there continues to expand with new pieces slated for release at High Point Market. His bespoke rug collection, available to the trade through Veronica Flam and Showroom 58 at ADAC, will soon be introduced to the Mexican market. In addition, Michelle collaborates on cabinetry and case pieces with a company called 1429 Manufacturing. The partnership launched with kitchen cabinets featuring geometric patterns on wood and most recently at BDNY showcased a complete hotel suite of artful hospitality appropriate furnishings designed by Michelle. And he tells me that the response to his suite was so sweet. Michelle has also worked with Twinstar Home in the visual merchandising of their market showrooms, and he was recently appointed brand ambassador for Temer, a Turkish stone company with a U.S. showroom in Atlanta. As for TV, following Bravo's Buying It Blind, Michelle has been enjoying developing his own How to Luxury series, featuring tips and inspiration related to the art of living well. While he never imagined that he'd be a designer with a YouTube channel, Michelle wanted to create content that was not only his, but 100% him. If you're attending the Design Influencers Conference in March, Michelle will be speaking on the subject about TV and the importance of creating your own narrative. Well, I could go on, but I'm going to pause and let Ellen Geffen, co-founder of Geffen Marketing, who has worked with Michelle on several projects, to say something about him. 
I love Michelle Smith Boyden, he knows it. His aesthetic, his appreciation for great design. And I think we clicked as soon as we met because we're both Southern born and bred and we both appreciate great design. He just happens to be able to put together fabulous looks and I only wish I had that talent. Michelle is sincere, thoughtful, ambitious, and yet humble. His smile says it all and I love how Michelle Smith Boyd knows how to luxury. I so love what she said. Okay, one more thing. As this is a live recording, there are a few minor audio challenges, mostly with regards to audience participation as they were not miked. All of Michelle's words, however, are loud and clear. Please enjoy MSB with no BS, live from the designer experience. So welcome to Left Bank Art. How many people have been to Left Bank, either in one city or another? All right. Well, thank you for hosting us and providing lunch. And Left Bank is the epitome of a family. They're like a really good family. Uh, in Atlanta, in Cali, um, definitely in High Point. But you get that vibe when you walk in. Everybody is definitely working towards a common goal. I don't know if it's the tequila from Chris, the owner. Uh, but it's, it's a family for sure. Well, um, when we first... Um, did, said we're going to do something here in Atlanta. Like you were the first person that I thought about. I was like, oh, I'm to get Michelle. It's, it's DX. And then, uh, yeah, wishes come true. DX, is that what you called it? Yeah. I'm into it. Designer experience. DX. That's dope. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. DXATL, DX. DXATL. I like it. Yeah. So we're going to just talk, kind of, and we would love participation. So if you have. Um, Per my request. Like, yeah, just like a conversation, but I'm just kind of prompting a little bit, and, right. and then it will just prompt back and forth. In the spirit of Alexa Hampton this morning, you guys are accustomed to foul language. So we're going to shoot the shit at least for an hour. <laughs> and I, Jane and I spoke because we're friends, and we spoke about what I should talk about. And what I didn't want to do is turn on. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like, at High Point, I feel like I'm on. And so there's this switch, my voice changes. Uh, my diction is a little bit better. I stand a little taller. I don't particularly want to do that today. I just want to be frank and uh, you ask me frank questions and uh, just have vulnerable conversations. I think that's how we all grow and that's been working for me recently. I just want to continue that tradition, that new tradition. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I have some written down because, like, that's my job. <laughs> uh, but, um, and so just, again, raise yeah, I've known, uh, I don't know how many years when I first met you, but I've watched you, I've watched you grow and, you know, I think once or twice you, you know, you just called me on a whim, which was real nice and, and it's the TV and now you're, mm -hmm. um, have a luxury and it's just been fun to watch your career and wonder what you're, what you're up to. We've been on a couple of panels together. Recently. 11 years in the business. So, but let's talk just a little bit about you um, growing up in Louisiana. Just what was little Michelle like? <laughs> That's a really good question. You know what's so funny is that every once in a while I'll get a glimpse of that. You ever think about that? Like you remember yourself as a kid or something uh, will spark this super nostalgic memory. Um, uh, and I had one last week. Um, but it's always uh, how I felt at a particular spot or space it's weird and I can feel it so clearly uh, and being connected to those feelings actually helped me to move forward 
you try to hold on to it for as long as possible. I'm from a really small town, it's called Thibodeau, Louisiana. And um, I mean, guys, it's not special. I mean, it's just a lot of basic people with, you know, basic jobs, but it's a great place to have a foundation. Uh, it was a great place for me to grow up. I think that I appreciate it much more now than I ever have in my life. Um, it is definitely the balance that I need to be in this business and do what I do. Um, my mama still cooks everything for me that she possibly can stuff down my throat when I visit. In spite of my fitness goals, she does not care. Um, and uh, I mean, it, I feel this sense of relief and renewal when I get to go home. So now it's not, it's, it's shifted from, oh, I gotta go home, to I cannot wait to get home and recharge, and then come back and face this a little bit more, a little bit better equipped, if that makes sense. Um, but in my town, you go to church or you go to Walmart and you see everybody. <laughs> that's it, and, and that's the honest to God truth. I mean, if I go to Walmart, I'm like, okay, I better wash my face because I'm going to see some people from high school, so you know? You so I'm thinking about like American Idol and, and after people um, get to a certain level, then they go back to their hometown and all the bells. So you've had a TV show. I mean, when you go to town, like, is it like, woohoo, are you the favorite son or what happens? Um, you know what? It was, the, it was a little embarrassing just because... Um, like, I've been gone since I was 18. I never went back. Um, and so, uh, at the Walmart and Home Goods, I took my mother to her favorite places Pier One, Home, ooh, home Goods, and uh, Hobby Lobby. And I swear it's like heaven to her. And it's like to me, like, you know, but she loves those places. And there was a woman who start, who had a really incredible reaction. And I, I think the most, the coolest thing about that is the amount of pride in my mother's eyes and her face. I mean, she felt like, I just, I could see how she felt. And, and that means the world to me because it was someone who was her former supervisor. And she was like, oh my God, that's your son? I know him, da 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 da. So that was really sweet. That was really that sweet. Almost made me cry. Yeah. Like, I'm like crying behind my eyes. You should have seen her. Because I can yeah. just imagine. Well, your mom has been here. Yeah. Hasn't she been to Atlanta? In this room? Because I have. I took some pictures that year. Mm hmm. And um, that must be beautiful to share that with her. And she's easy. I mean, she's easy. I'm not. Not until recently did I discover, and I said this on the panel in New York, that I'm so much more like her than I knew. My mom is the kind of lady who, um, if she's got five dollars. She's spending four of those dollars on making something look better. Like she's that girl. Or trying to make people happy around her. You know, and it always puts her in a tough position. But I mean, I feel like that's our lives as designers. You know, I, how in the hell did we get the job of making other people happy? So many times I'm on the ladder trying to figure that out. How the hell did this happen? Like, <laughs> that's a tough job. It's a tough job. And it's also a tough job to do. Um, because you don't get the charge for all the time and also project this image of having it all together, you know, but you're on the ladder thinking, is this why I went to design school? I'm putting a paper butterfly on the ceiling on Saturday and Sunday and Monday while the, the family was at Disney and I get to create this miracle at home for the little three-year-old who decides if I did a good job or not. <laughs> you know, but that was my weekend. That was my weekend. And I mean, so there's... I do not understand, nor have I ever understood designers that get so high on the horse, like 
this is a humbling gig. Yes. And you know, the, all the good energy that you put into that room, like with those butterflies mm -hmm. and thinking right. about that kid, right. that's there. That energy's there. I hope so. I hope so. I think our parents felt it. Yeah. But I mean, kids are very honest. <laughs> Like if you're not enjoying something, you know, I think we, I was either in a conversation late last night or I forget, but, you know, figure out a way to, to enjoy it because you got to put those good vibes into the, yeah. into what you're doing. So it's very hard for, to anybody to believe, I think that you were a model in New York. I mean, mm -hmm. right. Look at you. Just look at you. <laughs> you went to New York. I did. Tell us about your modeling career. Okay, it was about 30 seconds um, <laughs> because, honest, and I'm being honest, it was. It was very short-lived because I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever said this, but I, I feel like I, I was doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. Mm. Not Like what? Like I didn't even know who I was, to tell you the truth. Um, okay, I was a really good student, but I discovered that I was a good student because that was my connection to my stepfather. We had zero in common. Jock big old guy from the West Coast. And here is my little gay ass in Louisiana trying to figure it out. I mean, nothing like my stepdad. I look just like my father. So I'm like, every day was like a, a struggle mm -hmm. at home with him. And so the one thing we connected on is I was a great student and he was proud of that. Okay, so because I was a good student in a town like that, you either get to be a doctor or you get to be a lawyer. There's really nothing else in between. So I decided I'm gonna be an architect, right? Mm -hmm. And to this day, my mom has styrofoam houses in the attic that I did in like fifth grade. Um, she's a fire hazard. So, um, you know, uh, moving out and going to college, um, I went into studying nursing because at the time there was this shortage of male nurses and everybody, every man I knew that was halfway smart said, oh, I'm going to be a nurse. And I was like, okay, I'll do that too. And, uh, and then I got a job in retail. Oh my God, what was that? I was at the merry-go-round and the chess king. You remember those places, right? And I just thought I was so cool. Like, these are my people. Like, these are my people at the mall, you know? And uh, which now I despise. But, um, but yeah, uh, and so I ended up in New York. Well, I ended up here first. I left college and came to Atlanta because it was the land of opportunity for people that look like me, right? And it was during the Olympics, mm -hmm. um, 1996, I'm dating myself, and I was here for about two years, and then I moved to New York City with Nordstrom. They moved me to New York. I was seeing someone in New York for a year prior, um, and they offered me this gig, and so I went to New York. Mm -hmm. and. Um, yeah, that's how I ended up there. Like in the manager's level? Or yes, yes. And uh, so I understood uh, some of the things that worked for me in my favor. Um, you know, my work ethic um, and um, kind of setting goals and understanding this is what it needs to take, what, what it takes to me, for me to get there. And also, um, I started to really understand relationships um, and how important relationships were with me moving uh, into the spaces that I wanted to be into. Mm -hmm. um, but in New York, I decided I wanted to be a model because that's what I heard I should be doing. So you weren't uh, discovered? No, 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 I wasn't discovered. I don't have one of those stories. Um, I, but I did discover interior design. Mm -hmm. um, but I hated the rejection with modeling because we don't have rejection at all in interior design, right? 
Yeah. I hated the rejection. Um, I just, I wasn't really built for that because I feel like everything that I had done up to that point came easily. And I, I was accustomed to that and I just didn't get like, why don't you think I'm cute? What's wrong? You know, because there were 500 other guys that looked just like you out in the hall, you know, who were younger or had experience or had their parents with them, you know, to keep them inspired or keep their self-esteem up. And I think that mine at the time was still around everything superficial. And I mean, I don't think I've ever said that out loud, but if that's the truth, mm -hmm. that's the truth. And, um, you know, I think honestly from that point, I've been on this journey to discover value outside of that. Because especially in Southern places, politeness, being attractive, saying the right thing, being in the right places, wearing the right, right things, all those things count, that's value. And on the East Coast, no one gives a shit. No one cared. Um, and, and so I needed to have much more merit than, or something deeper than surface, mm -hmm. yeah. And how did you discover, you said you found out about interior design, so what was that about? Well, uh, I hired an interior designer. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hired an interior designer from uh, Baltimore. The guy I was seeing was from Baltimore and he did his house there, the house we shared in, in New York. Uh, yeah, we hired an interior designer. He took me to the D&D building and I lost my mind. And I thought, how did this happen? That, I, that I've never even heard of this profession or never even been to this building or knew this world existed. And I've said that story a hundred times, but it's true. And um, we went to Javits Center. It was some show, mm -hmm. uh, that too. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so appalled when we got the bill that the prices were different than the prices we saw in, at the show. And I thought, oh, he's getting over on us. It was markup. Mm -hmm. I, I was just, I mean, I was an idiot. Like, I had no idea how it worked. But um, I was enrolled in design school that year, mm -hmm. that year. Um, it was immediate because I thought, um, I was doing these things that, uh, like I said, I thought I should do. Um, I'm in between Nordstrom and interior design was beauty school. I went to, me and Mariah Carey, beauty school. Mm -hmm. um, I got, and I aspired to work with Frederick Fakai. Mm -hmm. I came out of school and went right into Fakai. I was shampooing Martha Stewart, uh, Fergie, uh, Duchess of York. I mean, everybody. Oh, you must be good at that. Yeah, listen, I left that place um, and went to uh, the salon where I got my hair done, Afrogenics, and I had Brandy and Maxwell and all these other people, mm -hmm. like all these famous people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I thought, this is the gayest thing ever. <laughs> like, I left the mall and now I do hair. Like, I was just trying to get outside of what I, what I was supposed to do, or these stereotypical lanes and discover who I was, because this is not at all a stereotype, right? But <laughs> this one fit, but this one fit. Uh, it, it's the, the story's ridiculous, I never really thought about it, um, but it's, it's really kind of ridiculous, but that's how I ended up in interior design, um, because it merged the two worlds. It merged fashion and my love for textiles with architecture, my childhood thing. And- uh, You opened your own firm right away, or did you work for somebody? I didn't. I started uh, working in junior year 
because I was afraid. I got scared because I didn't discover interior design you know, until I was like in my 20s. And I thought, well, I need to open a firm immediately. I'll start working immediately because everybody in this room is graduating at the same time as me and they were all gonna be fighting for jobs. So you did that in your junior year? I started in junior year. And I started doing parties. And the first party that I did was for a marketing executive at Coca-Cola and my next six clients in the next two years of my life were in that room. So were you down here at that point? I was here. I went to design school in Atlanta because I had a house here mm -hmm. and I would just go to New York on the weekends because that was smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that was 11 years ago. Yeah. And um, how hard, like at the beginning, so you had parties and you had the, these clients, so kind of referrals. Right, right. And, um, and then when did you grow your business? When did you like go, okay, I'm busy enough, I want, I need some help. You mean um, turn it into a brand kind of thing? Oh well, yeah, and what, what is your brand? I don't know. No, I'm joking. What, what, <laughs> what, what, you, that's a good question. What is right. your brand? No, honestly. <laughs> say again. That's what she said. But um, the only reason I got into interior design is because I knew that I wanted to create something. I knew I wanted to build something. And I was looking for a career that would allow me to do that and be that. At the time, the word brand wasn't a thing. Right. It wasn't like the, you know, the it word. But um, I wanted to build a legacy. I just felt like I had a lot more to offer than uh, what other people were telling me. And uh, this was an opportunity for me to figure that out and discover what that was. And I feel like, you know, my brand is redefined daily, honestly, um, at least on a weekly basis, because it, it just shifts. I had all these things listed that I wanted to do, who I wanted to be, what I wanted to build, but nothing has happened in the time or the order that I thought it would. And uh, allowing myself to move away from that has been a huge uh, a huge relief, honestly. You mean moving away from your That order. Or that, that yeah. Just it happened. Yeah, in the order of things, it doesn't always make sense. Um, even the left bank collection, that was not something I sought out. Well, right, so, so it, you did not seek it out, it came to you. Right. Right, but I remember, so had you always been an artist? Are we? Are we yeah, this is all me. So, I did not know that. When I was a kid, you know, like I said, pissing off my stepdad, I was getting art sets for Christmas, like oil paints for Christmas. But, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing, you know? And I don't know how or why Left Bank called me. Um, I know the year prior, I did a portrait for a charity auction at Mitchell Bob Williams. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe that was some clue, honestly. Maybe they saw, maybe they saw that, I have no idea, but, um, the first painting I turned in was this guy. It was yellow, the original. Um, but the pink one um, turned out to be really popular. But I think that one is still the biggest seller. But now I've moved into portraiture. It's really important for me to see um, aristocratic uh, brown people, or people of color um, in artwork. I love collages and in collages, I feel like there should be some portraiture. Um, but I just didn't want to see George Washington in every house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I wanted to see some other things uh, for, in order for it to be um, as layered as I wanted it to be. And yeah. art, when I look at your portfolio online, mm -hmm. I mean, I always see a lot of art. Mm -hmm. So it's real important in your interest. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's real insight into whomever uh, is, owns the house, you know? Um, 
art is so incredibly subjective mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be expensive, which this is a perfect example of what that is, you know. Um, Left Bank is incredibly approachable price point, um, but you have no idea once it's paired with other things. Michelle told me once, um, and this is like the things that stick in your mind, or I heard you at a panel say, uh -oh. you know what it is, but you just haven't heard it. I, I sketch in bed. Oh yeah. I sketch in bed, and I was like, can I sketch in bed with you? Like, I'm... <laughs> you're on this And I don't, I don't, I don't want to fight her guy. I don't want to. We understand. He's a fencer. Oh hell no. Anyway, that's. I mean, we're totally sketching in bed. We'll send you pictures. So yeah. Oh, we should video that. That's an episode. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it too. You, when we were, um, when we were talking, you said, yeah, you said the Left Bank Association was the happiest accident, and that some of your licenses that you, or some things that you've worked for already, or worked towards, have not a, lasted. It, what hasn't lasted? Because I'm trying to think. <laughs> I said candid, didn't I? Um, so. You got the, the 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 road to this licensing thing or, or becoming. It's important to me, and I don't want to sound pretentious at all, but I'm just being honest. It's important to me to stand apart. It's important, and that to me means just. And you do that when you are 100% yourself, and you are um, moving toward what you believe is excellence, right, in your specific lane. Um, and becoming 100% yourself is one is also really difficult because you have to figure that out and you have to try a few other few things before you know you discover what that is um, licensing um, and it's also a luxury being yourself you know being authentic is, is, is a luxury um, everybody is not afforded that luxury because sometimes you do shit because you got to eat right mm -hmm. you got to pay your team but um, I, uh, the licensing thing, I want, only wanted to work with brands that I felt like represented me and da 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 and so forth and so on. And, and at the beginning, I felt that I was just a little bit too, uh, I heard it all the time, out of reach and n not identifiable just because I was showing work and, and putting out images that were, and then the way I present myself, um, that people just couldn't approach or didn't feel comfortable approaching. And I'm like, that's bullshit. I ate Popeyes on the way home from <laughs> that fancy event. I didn't even eat that food. I stopped and got me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I am from Thibodeau, Louisiana. How do you not know that? But they didn't because we're looking at pictures and we're not reading and these people don't have the benefit of knowing who I am. And, um, and I know we're going all out of order, but how to luxury and doing more video, um, that was intentionally to control my own narrative, um, 100%. Um, it really wasn't about anything more than that. I feel like, especially with television, um, producers, networks, and, and everybody else, they don't really know what to do with you, nor do they actually care about you and your particular agenda. So, you know, whatever, they pick you because you're gonna appeal to whatever demographic, or they feel you, or sellable. What your agenda is, is really secondary to them. So. Um, and they don't know what to do with you or how many talents you have or you know how many layers or dimensions are there but it's up to you to show them and I felt like how to luxury for me was that you don't know what to do with me I'll show you what to do with me and I'll do it myself and I'll do it better than you 
ever would, right? And so then when you come a call and you're like, well, damn, you've already got da 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 And nobody wants anybody who is an unknown at this point. Um, it's just like trying to get a record deal or a modeling contract or whatever else you want to do. How many followers do you have? How much engagement do you have? Are these actually ghost followers or real followers? And the last, uh, the last, um, I hate to call it audition, but chemistry test that I went on, um, uh, they sent me pictures of what they wanted me to wear for the chemistry test. That's how deep it gets. Like, um, okay, on November 2017, you wore this. Can you bring this with you? Like, I'm like, okay. Because what they see are the images, and they've, they've attached the personality to the images. And uh, so I wanted to control my own narrative and, and do something where, and this is also really vulnerable but true, do something to where, like, if I did not land back on television um, in, in the time that I choose or wanted to, that something that I believed in, something that I created, owning your own content is huge, huge. Um, uh, just like, you know, everybody in music trying to buy their masters and so forth and so on and owning their stuff, it's important to me that I own my own things. Um, the license collection with Left Bank um, was a good one. The percentage worked. <laughs> my first couple of percentages were a joke. So you're going to give me 3%, 3% on some shit that I created for you? You know what I mean? But yeah, I'll take it because you know why? Nobody knows who the hell I am. But you have this amazing reputation, the wherewithal to produce these products and market it and ship it to the client. I am just, right now I gotta take what I can get, but what I'm gonna do is work really hard and become uh, a, viable, uh, a viable force in a way that I can uh, negotiate and say, no, that's not good enough. Um, this is a partnership, da 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 da. Left Bank approached me in a way that was much more respectful and uh, even the way that we build the collection, adding to it and, and you know, uh, the direction we wanna go. Um, it's 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 really interesting. Um, someone mentioned the company last night, and I was like, oh, I hadn't heard that name in a while. Not since I submitted designs to them and they sold them and produced them, and I haven't seen anything from it. Um, but that's also a risk that you run. You're not supposed to turn in anything until you have a contract. But that always that doesn't always work either. You're like, no, but I want them to like me. I want to give it. You know, it's like going on a date. You know what I mean? It's like recording. Designers, Howls is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. Howls Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore Howls Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. Do you do this all <laughs> yourself or do you, who's your team that? <sighs> okay, th now that is the part that's not so glamorous. I mean, I don't know anybody that has that much of a team. I do not. Well, I know you have a, P is Jessica still working? I, I have a PR person. Um, but, you know, every PR person has their particular strengths. And what was working for me and what I needed then is not what I need now. 
Um, what serves me then um, does not serve me now. And so, you know, I'm always evaluating my team members. I know it's a, it's a tough place to live, always under con constant scrutiny, but I am. Mm -hmm. So that means everybody on my team is. Sure. You know, and, that's, and, and also because I have to pay her mm -hmm. um, and everybody else that works for me. Um, uh, PR can mean a hundred things. Some, some people really excel at getting you published. Um, and it's so? not as important to me as it was before because I can call I can call an editor and say hey I've got a project <laughs> you know um, but, but that but that's because I've been in the game for a long time not everyone can do that I understand that so you choose based on what your need is when it came to things like visibility um, uh, at places like High Point Market mm -hmm. that was important to me because when I first went to High Point I thought like what the hell am I doing here nobody knows who I am. Visibility to get gigs, get, get on panels, uh, get be gigs. the style takeover person. And, and yeah which is now things that exhaust the hell out of me but well, you know. There's so many style I mean. <laughs> How many are there? Before, when I first started there was one of this, right. one of that and if you didn't make the cut you didn't make the goddamn cut you yeah. just wait till next year because that's how it works. Not everybody deserves a fucking trophy. I mean, I really believe in that. Like, you don't know how good you are if, if, it's, the, if it's too accessible. Or you don't know what else you need to do or what you need to sharpen if it's too accessible. And, and you should celebrate the small things along the way. Um, I am guilty of not, you know, just because, you know, when you see something that looks good, I'm on to what's happening next year, mm -hmm. you know? But I feel like that's, that's just how I'm built, but... Uh, but I think we all have that with each other, yeah. you know? I mean, we're all, we all look ahead, but, and other people see us. Hopefully, better, you know. yeah, hopefully. But everybody's goal is different. I mean, honestly, right now, being some, on some days, uh, being anonymous looks amazing. Mm. Uh, yeah. And having, I mean, like... Is it hard, like, just, uh, is it hard sometimes? Like, do you... Are you an introvert, extrovert, combination? What are you naturally? I feel like I am an introvert disguised as an extrovert. Um, How many people here feel like they're leaning more towards introverts, but you got to be out there for your job, right? Like, I don't know. I could be lying, though. I don't know. Just because right. I like being at home. I like uh, my favorite thing in the world is white tube socks. <laughs> I had them on earlier. Um, I put on white tube socks because it's like comforting. It's like, it's like home. It's like uh, the complete antithesis of who I am. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, you wear what? Like, Richard Simmons. Right, right. I'm like, I'm curled up Indian style on my sofa in white tube socks with my computer doing my work. But like that, that to me definitely signifies home. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I made red, made red beans and rice for dinner mm -hmm. and then I came to eat with you. Um, you know, but like my entire life is a juggling act, it's a balance. But I mean, the idea of being an amazing interior designer that nobody ever heard of except for your clients, it's, it's an amazing thing. That's mm -hmm. a cool thing. You don't have to be shiny in order to feel successful. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that as I move through uh, my career, I'm discovering what's important and what's not. You know, how much celebration we need versus um, our validation we need from outside. Mm -hmm. Um, which is just a de very dangerous place to live. And that's what I meant about the television thing. You know, um, you know, if you're not on TV, or if I'm not on TV, then I'm not successful, or if I'm not on TV, then I'm no good anymore. Um, that's not true. When you walk into these chemistry tests, um, it's not about how good you are. It's not about how talented you are. It's about what they're looking for on that day, at that time, to work with this other person that they think is cute enough. You know, it means nothing 
about you or it's no commentary on who you are. Um, and it takes a while to figure that out. Don't take it personally. It's so hard not to, but it's true. Right. You know, they, they, because here's the thing. You get a call out of the blue. Hey, my name is Joe Blow. I'm from NBC and we, we like you. Mm-hmm. We're doing this show. We want to do a Skype interview with you. And you're like, oh my God. You know, and uh, so we do this Skype interview. I'm sitting in my in my house with uh, dressed from the waist up uh, in my tube socks on the bottom, uh, makeup on and everything else so I can look 12 and uh, with extra light and, you know, everything else. And, uh, you know, and I'm lubricated. I am. I definitely had a glass of wine or something like that or some or some vodka because they want you to be yourself times 10 which doesn't exist right that's not that's not real like what is that like amped up turn okay okay um i'll do that and i feel like like an idiot like talking to the screen like oh my god that's exactly what i think you know but and they love it and they they eat it with a spoon they love it and then you know they love it so much they fly you out to wherever you feel very glamorous and then when you get there, you realize that we like you so much, we're going to put you in a room with 12 other people to decide who we like better. And then we're going to send you home, and you wait. You know? And we may or we may not call you. You could just see the show on television and see who got the job. You know? it's, 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 it's just that thing. Not to mention the contract, which makes you feel this big. You know? Because, again, they feel like they have all the leverage, and they actually do, because everybody wants to be on TV, right? So they think, and that's how they treat the contract and the terms. Um, and um, just like um, the thing I mentioned earlier, like you want this person to like you, you don't want to make waves because there were all those other people in the room that probably wouldn't. Um, it's, 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 a, it's, it's about how much you want it and where it fits into your plan. If I do this, the reason is because I will sacrifice here because I'm trying to get there, and this is a great stepping stone. Um, and if it doesn't make sense for whatever your map and your plan is, then don't do it. Then don't do it. And if somebody called you, somebody else will. Uh, that, that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, since the show ended, the first two months after the show ended, I, got, I had eight Skype interviews and seven flights. And, uh, and it's been a lull two months and I'm like oh my god nobody they forgot about me and I'm like you know it that's just how it works and then next year it'll start all over again and you're like how many design shows can there be with the same freaking concept shot in Atlanta like you know but but it, it I don't know it, it, it's supposed to be it will be but in the meantime like I said how to luxury is my baby I'm excited about it and where do we see that it's so good uh, my YouTube channel mm-hmm. yeah. on YouTube Michelle Smith Ford YouTube um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Now, that's an uphill battle too, though. Honestly, I had no idea what that world was like. I never imagined myself as a person with a YouTube channel um, or that I had something to say, you know, or that I wanted to, I had so much to say um, about a particular subject. But um, you talk about what comes natural to you, what's, what's actually... Does somebody help you get it together and make sure with all the production? And is that... You pay all that, right? Yes. Out of your pocket. Yes, but I got to tell you, being on TV was probably more expensive than filming my own show. Um, on, on Buying It Blind, I paid for everything you saw on camera. Unless it was given to us, I bought it and I was reimbursed. And amazing people in this building 
gave me a lot of stuff for a little money. You know what I mean? And or let me borrow things until I got around to paying for it, until I was reimbursed and I had receipts and so forth and so on. But it's really tough because even when it came to taxes, which is a whole nother subject, it looked like income. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This was my money. I'm getting my money back. This is not income. But I mean, you have to prove all of that. It's the craziest roller coaster. Um, oh, thank you so much. This is Left Bank family. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think it was a good experience. I mean, I, you know, I don't allow myself to get too deep into it anymore, but I, uh, it, was, it was a tough, tough year, to be perfectly honest, because I couldn't work because I was filming. And um, so financially, it was really, really tough. And I have to do something that I don't get to do often, which is trust somebody else to execute my vision. Um, and that's one of the toughest things for us to do, but you cannot grow unless you leverage your business. Um, and this is a tough business to leverage. Um, uh, in the interim of that year, I discovered some things about me. I mean, the last couple of years have been crazy growth. This year is, I don't know what I'm walking through. I feel like I'm in the arc waiting for the storm to finish. But um, I've discovered that partnerships are more important to me than sole proprietorship and actually more effective. Um, I thought that Michelle Smith Boyd needed to be on everything. Um, the new collection that I have launching right now, uh, I have a manufacturing partner and I'm the designer. Um, so we split everything. I am showing at BDNY on Saturday and uh, Sunday and Monday for a Boutique Design New York and I'm launching a furniture collection that I design and finance um, with my manufacturing partner, 1429. I'm introducing something to them that they didn't have and um, they can build the things out that I designed. You know, it's a partnership that makes sense, but, and I own that, that's owning content, right? But that also means that uh, marketing is up to me. <laughs> that also means that shipping and uh, the prototypes and also every show, High Point Market, a 10 by 10 is like $16,000, you know what I mean? And, and we show at five or six shows a year. And so you think you have to figure out what makes sense, what's important. And um, I'm just forced to be a better business person than I've ever been. And, and I was really comfortable with not thinking about with that side of my brain. Um, but that's also ineffective. You cannot be successful not knowing or understanding every part of your business. And you said you, you've been an advisor too, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, this year I got uh, something I didn't have before, and that's a business advisor. Uh, Brandon Owens is his name, and he has gotten me certified in ways and aware of things that I had no idea about before. You know, um, right now I get all these emails from the state of Georgia on projects to bid on um, because I'm at this certification. I can't even tell you guys what all these things are, but it was a pain in the ass to get it all done, but very worth it. It legitimizes you as a business. It makes you much more eligible for small business loans and grants and, you know, opportunities for jobs and bids and things like that. Um, things like um, uh, the Dunn's number um, and blah, 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 blah. It, it, you're much more uh, of a force when it comes to business and, and, uh, valid when it comes to, to, to talking about big projects, you know, that take you outside of working on residential, pro, you know, working with residential clients and, and more uh, 
just large scale things that will keep you busy for years, you know, and, and that, that get that uh, heavy weight on your shoulders of who's my next person? Next month is I'm dead if I don't get another client. And I mean, working from retainer to retainer, that's been my life forever. And that, that's a tough place to live. And I thought licensing, stupidly, would be, ah, I'll license, I'll make a whole bunch of money, and uh, I'll be good. That's not exactly how, how life works. And everybody you know, if you think about it, who has a licensing deal, everybody that you admire or aspire to be like has about 20 of them. The reason for that is because no one deal pays you what you need um, or what you think you're going to get. Um, yeah. Does anybody want to ask Michelle something? I've, and I don't know what time it is because I just talk. So where are we on the lunch? Is the time? Are you hungry yet? Yeah. Oh, <coughs> Have you ever thought about doing a book? That's one thing you haven't done. So the book thing was on my list, right? And I say the book thing, um, not to diminish it, because it is a big deal for me. I always thought, again, it's one of those things that you like, um, like the brass ring, like, ah, it's got a coffee table book. It must be really good. Or people know who he is. Oh, he's rich. You know what I mean? Lie, 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 one more lie. Like, that's all a joke. I mean, um, and it's not, it's not a joke in, in the way, like the, the um, because it's a big deal. And I thought, okay, and I hear it over and over again. Are you going to do a book? And so I've figured out what the book is. Um, I know what it looks like, but it's not a coffee table book. Um, it's not a coffee table book. It's a little bit more inside, a little bit more of a how-to um, thing. Um, and I can't tell you the rest. How-to luxury? No. No. <laughs> I like that because you've got a lot of great stories. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I wonder about that, you know, the pretty picture book. I, I didn't know that this one company that we all aspire to have books with, you actually financed the book yourself. Oh, I heard that, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so disappointed to find that out. Like, it really just, oh my God. I was like, nobody told me? Like, you finance the book yourself. You pay these people because they have the arm that can market the book right. and, and, and distribute the book. And I was like, oh, you know, because honestly, a few times I've looked at books and thought, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. You know, not to be shady, but to be shady. Like, how did this happen? Um, but uh, that's how it happened. That's how it happened. Michelle, I know we were talking, um, I think one of, one of our Thrift with Tyler adventures, we were talking about you like to get up early to make sure you get that work done. Right. And you were saying that is your, you start your day doing something really good for you. And I know that we look at Instagram and these photos and all this, and you just exude confidence. <laughs> but what would you say is, do you, or is that is that all real, or do you feel like, no, I start my day off that way to start building myself up to, like, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, with with the image. But I also know that you're very genuine, authentic, and all of that. So it's not just an image. But you really exude this. this outwardly confidence but you have the best um, vibe to share with people like saying get up and do it I don't want to but I'm gonna do it like right. that kind of are you always like that what's your struggle I don't know. multiple struggles in that one question okay one of the struggles the first struggle is how much to share because because I am a fit person um, uh, I don't want it to look um, Ooh, look at me, you know, like that. 
Um, it's much more sharing than like taunting. Oh, it should be inspirational, but it doesn't always come off that way. So I don't share that all the time. Cause I work out five or six days a week. And so, but I may post it once every two weeks. Um, and those two hours every morning um, are the honestly to me, probably the only things, only time is just for me. And I need that. And unfortunately it has to become earlier and earlier. Um, but I feel the stronger I am physically, the more equipped I feel to kick the day's ass. And that's the truth. Um, I feel strong physically and um, I have time to mentally prepare. Um, and I've never been as serious about my workout as I am now. Um, I think it is. In a way, it is. I'm going to add yoga. I just don't know when the hell that's going to happen. Um, just because I'm too old, I'm not stretching enough. That's why I was so cramped yesterday. Like, I didn't even work out yesterday. That I posted some electrolytes because I woke up and stretched and realized that all I had the day before was wine and lemonade. You know, I was like in, in a knot. Um, but, um, no, I'm not always as confident, but I am getting better. Um, I get better as I get older, which is ridiculous. Um, confidence, uh, it, it, for all the reasons that you think I would be, are probably the things that I'm most insecure about. Um, and um, you asked something else. There was something else in there. Um, <laughs> but no, really. Um, even that, because uh, comparison is really tough, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially with so social media. Um, I spend way too much time on it, um, admittedly, but I only follow people that inspire me or I don't, I don't, I don't choose to follow anybody that's going to make me feel badly or um, just put a ne negative vibe or thought in my head. You know, I follow people who do amazing things um, that are not even related to interior design, many of them. Um, who post amazing quotes. I'm incredibly spiritual. God is a big part of my life. And um, th it's important to me not to compare. And when, uh, and I had this conversation with a friend this morning, leaving the gym. Um, and um, it's hard. It's hard because we're human and that's what we do. Um, but uh, social media is such a struggle for me. It's a struggle. I know it doesn't look like it, but it's a, it's a struggle. Just no, not getting off of it, deciding what to put on it, oh, uh, de okay. deciding what to put on it, because I feel like there's so many things that are that would qualify uh, that should be on there that if I'm doing it, then I'm not being fully present, which is so hard for <coughs> me anyway, because uh, such a big part of my life. And this is part of the conversation this morning is uh, managing my own expectations, which if I'm always managing, don't get too excited about this or, you know, let it happen because it may not happen. Um, if I'm doing that, then I'm not fully experiencing anything. And so that's one of my personal battles. Um, and, and social media is a part of that. You know, I'm always aspiring to do something bigger, pushing myself or reaching a new plateau for me um, comes with so much vulnerability that, you know, it could go either way. And if it doesn't go the way that I want, then what does that say about me, you know? Um, and it's not that cut and dry though. You know, it's, it, it's, not, it's not always a reflection on me or my ability or, or who I am or my worth. Um, but uh, as much as it's just what the fuck happened, <laughs> it's just what happened. You know, it's just how it went. But, but yeah, that, that is definitely a, a, a thing for me, be, actually being fully present. Yeah. So 
I, I know we have more questions, but we also have to kind of start moving towards lunch. Um, so we're, I mean, Michelle's here and and he needs another glass. Did we cover everything? No, did we cover everything on the card? Well, I mean, there were some things that I looked, I looked at um, when we did that luxury thing at Christopher Guy. I just want to say one thing that you said here, which I love, it's about decorating and design. Um, you said you stand in every corner of a room, you look at a space from every angle. You said, same thing when you get dressed, you've got to look good walking away too. I Bam. just like love that. <laughs> I just love that. And I, I was looking at the notes that I took before that panel and I was like, I just, you know, that was something. You, you also said on the phone the other day, New Year's resolutions are for amateurs. Fuck yes. Yeah. New Year's resolutions are for amateurs. If you're waiting to, <laughs> for a date to decide what you need to shift, you're playing yourself because that date may never come, you know. Uh, it's really, it's really, I mean, it's cool, it's fun, but it's not, not necessary. I totally agree. It's not it's like necessary. The next minute. Yeah. Whenever you need Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Regrouping and readjusting. Um, I'm trying to decide. I feel like every time I walk away from a situation like this, I think, damn okay. it, I wish I would have said, I wish I would have said, you sure that card's good? I mean, we, she normally has a lot on. That's good. I know. I have. Well, I always have more. But I think that we. I think that we covered a lot of stuff and yeah. talking about controlling your narrative and. You know what, Michelle? We. This is not to be continued. I mean, right. We have a great magazine. Um, we need like content. We've got podcasts. We got videos. You've got your stuff. Yeah. We're gonna sketch in bed. I mean, we got it. <laughs> Lest we forget. You know what? You're you're hanging out. And yes, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to go listen to Angela Pickens talk. Oh yeah, and I'm going to ask so tough I questions. Just to say, so, yes, Monet. Hi, Monet. Can you touch a little bit on uh, just branding yourself? Um, you do very well at that on social media as well as in person, but as it relates to literally how you clothe yourself and how you brand yourself, leaving your office. No matter, no matter what time of day, no matter if you're going to the grocery store, I find that it's becoming exhausting that I'm, you know, going to the airport, out of town, or I'm like handling personal things, but it's still work because of who I run into, whether it's a potential client, an old client, a vendor, or just somebody who follows you on Instagram. Does it feel like a task to you, though? It does feel like a task. Um, I feel like I'm being myself at, at all times, but mm -hmm. I feel like, as you do with social media. The pressure. Pressure and questioning myself yeah. more than ever before. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to ask the question just for GP because I think I know the answer. But you intend to brand yourself as an expert designer. Uh, tell me, like, how do you see yourself? Um, yeah, like, as you said, an, an expert designer, more importantly, a creative. Yeah. Um, in general. So, you know, with, with that note, it can kind of, I kind of do me always, but at the same time, because of the comparison, because of the image and the branding, you're always asking yourself, like, but is, is this going to be appropriate? What's the event? Who's going to be there? What should I wear? How should I basically present myself? The same that you do on social media. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. Like, I am probably, uh, the, the, the standard I hold myself to is, is dumb. Like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? But I've always been that, I was always that kid. I was that ridiculous kid <laughs> like just extra for no reason for no reason and so this feels like second nature to me 
but um, but I also give myself a break, and you should give yourself a break. You know when, <laughs> right? When when you need a break, you know, like more more like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like get, get, allow yourself some space to breathe, and I and I and I, I will tell you that there is this power in vulnerability. And if you feel like, you know, uh, that space to breathe is Monet with no makeup and you share it and you tell people why I'm not wearing any makeup. So I'll be surprised if you see me make a video out of it. Turn that shit into power, like make it fuel, you know, and, and, and people will identify with that because and, and it's endearing. You become more human just because you were honest. Um, I feel like um, I don't know. I, I, th I think that's the best thing you can do. But I also tell you that I know you and I've known you for years and you're killing it. Like the progression that, that I've seen and the way you guys brand together is ridiculous. Like I feel like there is a space that you guys are like, oh, we claiming that one, that's ours. Like I see that 100%. So I, if you want to sit, stand, go to lunch, I mean, we have to, we, we have to cut it. I'm getting the this, the this. So, um, enjoy, eat, thank you, love, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Set. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.